0: But it's time for the Rural News with Sally Winley now. Kia ora Sally. Uh, Veterinary training
1: needs a revamp. Yes, according to a new report, the veterinary profession and its training are approaching a crisis point and need an urgent overhaul. Vet schools of Australia and New Zealand commissioned the report, thinking veterinary rethinking veterinary education on the grounds that the current model of training and registering vets is outdated and under stress. Highlights include failing to attract vets to work in rural areas, the cost of training and burnout from high workloads once they enter the profession. Professor Grant Guilford was on the review's independent panel and says New Zealand is really well served by Massey University's vet school, but improvements are needed
0: veterinary education is hitting a crisis point in Australasia and there's a lot of factors that have conspired to create that. One is um, an ongoing growth in demand for veterinary services which is beginning to be unmet. So a lot of shortages um, around New Zealand and Australia uh, in the provision of veterinary services where people simply can't get enough veterinarians. Uh, There's an adequate funding to meet the cost of a very expensive teaching program. Uh, The universities in Australia and New Zealand get about two-thirds of what it costs them to produce a new new veterinary graduate each year. And so they are cross-subsidizing heavily the education of uh, veterinarians.
1: Mr Guilford says the review's recommendations include starting apprenticeships, changing how universities are funded for vet degrees and widening the admissions process to include a more diverse range of people.
0: One was that we should consider an admission stream into the veterinary schools. It does focus on people of rural backgrounds who have a stated desire to enter rural veterinary practice, those students would be selected into a rural-focused veterinary programme. So not just the admissions uh, having a rural focus, but also the programme itself. Now, there would still be a shared core of, of veterinary knowledge that all veterinarians would have, but we're arguing that we should be allowing students with a rural interest to hone that career focus and be more attuned to wire farm systems as well as veterinary rural health to make sure that they are able to uh, meet the demands of the rural sector.
1: Grant Guildford says the report has been sent to the Tertiary Education Commission and veterinary schools to consider and will hopefully lead to a revamp of Australasian vet schools. The export prices for logs is stagnant and has led to forestry owners leaving their trees unfelled. This means logging crews throughout the country are literally parked up with little work ahead of them. Despite this, AgriHQ senior analyst Mel Crowe says shipping rates have dropped slightly compared to last month. But she says the prices offered by offshore companies for logs continues to be low. We've seen very little movement in in-market pricing in China. We're seeing the lowest since 2015, bar the peak of the pandemic. It is hoped that uh, the lower volumes in the export pipeline will lead to improvements as the year progresses we look at the domestic log market, it has edged back slightly, uh, mainly on the industrial and structural grades, which are especially exposed to that lower export market and lack of building activity. Uh, pruned is more stable, but there's signs of the round
0: wood and pulp coming under pressure too in the North Island.
1: Mel Crowed. The country's biggest bank is concerned about how some primary producers are charting their recovery from this year's severe weather in the North Island. As you may have heard in the business news, ANZ has launched a new $250 million program to help its customers affected by the cyclone. Under the business regrowth loan scheme, they can borrow up to $300,000 at a fixed interest rate of 3.49% per annum for up to three years. ANZ New Zealand Chief Executive Antonia Watson says the bank is worried some horticultural and agri-customers are trying to rely solely on cash flow to recover while avoiding debt. Ms Watson says she respects it's a different situation for each rural business
0: if you're a sheep and bee farmer in the hill country you're having a different experience to an orchardist on the flats to a small business that's sort of at the end of the supply chain and, and actually you know you don't think about them so much but they're impacted by slowdown in spending. I'm standing halfway up a tomato peak at the moment looking out over the plains of the Hawke's Bay and you can you can just see what an important part of our economy it is. I mean you know we can't New Zealand's wealth is based on the agri-sector and we need to make sure it's really successful. So that's why it's really important that we get behind it at times like these.
1: Antonia Watson says the scheme will initially cover those affected by this year's floods and will also include future major weather events. South Island farmers are being encouraged to swap their paddocks for the ski slopes for a few days and take a break. The inaugural Skiing for Farmers is being held at Coronet Peak near Queenstown this weekend. Organiser Tom Pinkney says they were inspired by the success of Surfing for Farmers and wanted to offer an alternative to those who live too far inland to get to a beach. Really the inspiration was Surfing for Farmers, which has been a great success. And so we thought, let's uh, try doing it in, in an area that where farmers perhaps can't quite so easily get to the, the surf, so maybe they can get to the snow. We tried to time it so that it was before carving, before lambing down south. Obviously, just lambing goes up up north, you know, at different times. But no, down south, we're uh, we reckon we're in a, in a in a little window of opportunity where people will have a little bit of time so to get on farm. Tom Pickney says the events are open to rural skiers of any skill level and families as well as neighbours are welcome to come along. He says registrations are high and some generous donors have jumped on board as well. We being the Otago Rural Support Trust are doing this in conjunction with the Southland Rural Support Trust and also with much appreciated support from Silverfern Farms for some meat for the barbecue. There'll be some of us from the support trust there to welcome people and, and help with the barbecue, and it should be a great day. Tom Peckney. The country's leading plant propagators and growers are at Lincoln University today to compete for the title of Young Plant Producer of the Year. Competition spokesperson Alice Schofield says for the first time in the event's 26-year history, a cannabis cultivator is taking part in the final. She says over two days, the five finalists will be tested on their skills at running a successful plant production business. It involves plant identification and botany. It involves a potting up challenge where contestants will have to pot up a range of plants that have different issues, such as root rot and different pests and diseases. They also go through an interview process. They do a computer spreadsheeting exercise. and um, They'll be doing irrigation, agrochemicals and sprays. They'll be doing tool maintenance. So the, the extent that they all go through over the next two days, there's a lot to it. Ms. Schofield says the winner gains automatic entry to the Young Horticulturalist of the Year competition in November, where the winner gets a prize pool worth more than $20,000. And lastly, scientists in the UK are mixing mushrooms with merino wool to create replacements for a variety of building materials, including insulation foam and even timber. Their research used a paste paste made from fungal fruit networks called myconcrete and placed it on knitted merino wool moulds and the mushroom spores grew through the wool. Then just before they sprouted into actual mushrooms, the mixture of wool and mushroom roots was dried out, leaving a new strong material that can potentially be used in all sorts of building applications. The scientists' aim is to reduce the negative environmental impact of the construction industry. And while it is regarded as a breakthrough, we all still will be a while away from living in houses made from merino wool and mushrooms. Thank you very much for that, Sally. That uh, sounds like a very interesting time.